might take a little bit more research. You might have to Google some stuff, do a little bit of homework. And to be honest, it probably is going to cost you more, right? But there's a reason behind that price. There's a reason why it costs a little bit more, right? And that is, if that's the price to pay that for something that's responsibly made, you know, that, that ensures that workers who made it are, are in a safe and healthy living and working environment. And it also means that that money stays in the local economy and helps support and build that community. Then that's the price we have, we have to pay. You're listening to Poolside Podcast. This is episode number 112, and I'm your host, Rachel Anthony. I am excited today for the guest you're about to listen to. Connor is one of the founders of Local Laundry, a great made-in-Canada garment company, and he was on the podcast on episode five. So he was one of the first people, and I'm super excited to have him back um, more than 100 episodes later, which is insane. We have both grown and evolved with our companies and as people in the last two years. And so it's exciting to have Connor back on to talk about what that looks like for him and for Local Laundry. On this episode, we talk about the importance of community and collaboration, which is huge for both of us, which is why I think we were able to partner up so early in both of our careers and why it's important for small businesses, especially to build that community and how that can help grow your business, even if you don't have a ton of money to put forward. Um, He talks about why they used collaborations at the beginning and how it has helped them grow, but also being able to continue that collaboration and community aspect even today. Um, He talks about how the partnerships and collaborations are chosen with Local Laundry and their latest collab with Milk Jar, which is a also a local company, um, a local candle company, which I absolutely love and I'm excited to by their candle. We also talk about COVID, Black Lives Matter, and how the ever-changing landscape has forced all businesses to adapt. He shares how Local Laundry has reacted publicly, but also behind the scenes um, in regards to everything that has been happening in the last few months and why it's important for businesses to make that adaptation to continue to (laughs) have a business and to grow, but also understand what their values are, because this has shown how people are choosing to spend their money and showing how people are, how businesses are showing up for all the communities. And it's important for customers to really understand that. Connor also shares his advice for small business owners for navigating these challenging times and how local laundry has become a different business than it was six months ago because of all of this. So there are some positives that have come out of the covid situation but also the social movement and we both agree that it is for the better despite all of the bad things that have been happening with people getting sick and dying and kind of being stuck in the house but um if you look at the bright side of things it is great it's a great time for businesses to grow and adapt and figure out what they're made of and how they're going to continue in the future and also for people to decide how they want to spend their money so this is a great episode as always love talking to connor let's jump into it here we go Um, so let's just jump into it. And for people who don't know you, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Um, thanks so much for having me on the show. Uh, my name is Connor Curran. I'm one of the co-owners and co-founders of Local Laundry. Local Laundry is a Canadian-made clothing company that aims to build community in everything that we do. Uh, we've been going at it for about five years now and, and just 
you know, figuring out how to uh, how to stay afloat and how to keep going and give back and 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 build that community. Oh, that's awesome, and that is definitely what we're going to talk about both of those, the challenges and the community. And for people that want the full rundown on you and local and everything, you were actually on episode five. Now we're yeah. on episode one twelve. So yeah. it's, it's been a journey for everybody. Yeah, it's insane. And I have to say, Richie, you've been a big inspiration to us because uh, I was one of the f- first guests on, on your podcast. Had a really great time, and it wasn't long afterwards when we we're like. Hey, we we should probably do a podcast. We need a podcast, and it actually came up where it's like, how do we how do we start a podcast? And Dustin's like, oh, check out Rachel's. Uh, she's got an episode on it. So we we all listened to the entire episode on how to start uh, your own podcast. We followed your direction step by step, and then we started our own podcast. So big big thank you to you because without that, we we would have been uh, a little lost and wouldn't have our our podcast up and running. So highly recommend anyone who wants to start the podcast, check it out. Wow, I'm glad that you validated that. I was like, I don't even know what I said in that episode. So I'm glad <laughs> that it worked out. That's a lot of responsibility on that episode. But no, you, you um, crushed it. You did really well. <laughs> That's awesome. And so yeah, so if anyone wants to listen, go back to episode five and then you can get the full full rundown of that. But do you want to just for people I don't know why they've never heard of local laundry, but if <laughs> they haven't, do you want to just give a quick, quick journey of the the brand, the story behind the brand? Um, yeah. I'd, I'd love to. So, you know, we're all about building community. And when we kind of say that we kind of have five driving pillars behind us. So the one is, you know, we want to give back to, to charities that our company actually, that our customers actually help choose. So we have a goal that we want to raise over a million dollars for charities across Canada, local charities from all different types of, of sizes and causes. So far to date, we've donated over $50,000 to charities all across Canada, you name it from all different causes. But we also want to share stories from people that want to do really great things. So there's artists, other businesses, nonprofits, people that are going out of their way to make that that extra mile, make people smile, build community and do great things. We want to share their story, whether it's whether it's a photo shoot, a podcast, a blog, or or something greater. And you know, another pillar is that we want to we want to be able to actually collaborate with those people, right? If you want to make a shirt, let's make let's make a shirt and tell that story. You want to create it, you want to do a photo shoot, you want to do a podcast, let's work together and how how to, how can we do that? Uh, and one of our biggest, biggest pillars is we want to support Canadian made. So you know we started about five years ago and about two years in we we decided to make the switch to only producing Canadian made things, things that are, all of our garments are dyed, knitted, milled, sewn, printed, you name it, all right here in Canada. Because we want to support, you know, responsible, responsibly made clothes and clothing that, that help support a diversified Canadian economy. So not just designed here in Canada, not just printed here, actually going all the way back and supporting an entire Canadian made supply chain. So uh, we started back in 2015. I was working here in Calgary, like every other person in oil and gas and uh, did, uh, you know what, it's a great industry. I fully support the uh, oil and gas industry here, but I, I just was not a good fit for it. And like, like many people, I got laid off from my job in 2014 and I kind of was just was struck like, man, what do I do now? Like what's next? And so I decided to, me and my wife, we decided to move to Sweden and it was there that I really wanted to figure out, okay, what, what it is, what is it that I really want to do? And I started to look at my parents. My parents were new Canadians to the country. You know, they immigrated here in 79, no education, just worked their butts off two, three jobs. And then they opened up a restaurant. They were open up to able to own their own business. They started about, they opened that up about 20 years ago. And I saw that they were able to 
build the life that they want, you know, provide for the family, but more importantly, they created a vehicle which they could give back to the community. So the cause that they kind of chose is they really want to support other new Canadians to the country, you know, getting them a job, bring them over, getting them a job, training them, bringing their families over, and then helping them get their PR, their permanent residency, and, and eventual citizenship. So I saw that the way that my parents, they were able to build a life for themselves, support their families and give back. So I wanted to create something kind of in a similar vein. Um, you know, I saw the restaurant industry wasn't really my thing. So I was like, oh, well, why not clothing? And uh, I didn't know the first thing about clothing or e-commerce or anything. I just thought, you know, I'm living in Sweden. I have a lot of hometown pride of Calgary of Canada. I'd love something that really represented my feelings and my thoughts, you know, because at the time there's only those airport t-shirts that your, you know, your granny gets you when she forgets to get you a Christmas gift. And it's, you know, uh, I Heart Canada or a moose in an RCMP uniform. And it's like, no one's ever going to wear this, you know? So um, we just, I Google searched how to make a t-shirt company, figured a few things out and we've just been growing, growing it ever since. No, that's awesome. I actually didn't know that about uh, your parents and what they did. So that's super cool to, to know that it's, you were able to watch it. And then that was part of the reason why you wanted to be so big into like the community and the collaboration and helping other people. Yeah. Cause, cause I think ultimately your, your business you know, your business is there to serve others, right? It's there to serve you as the owner. It's there to serve as the employee, but it's there to, you know, serve the, the, the greater stakeholders, the community, the people that are actually making your products, you know, the, the customers and what matters most to them. And, and if you're a business that all you care about is the bottom line and making as much money as possible, you know, you're not going to leave a, a positive footprint or a positive, you're not going to create a positive impact in the community. So, you know, we really want to be the thought leaders that just because you're a small business doesn't mean you can't have a big impact. You know, you don't, and it, and you don't have to just be writing million dollar checks all the time. You know, it can be small micro donations from 50 to hundred dollars. It can be volunteering. It can be some, something as simple as, you know, sharing out, retweeting, having a, a charity, write a guest blog on your website or, you know, have, have them come on their podcast and sharing their cause out. You know, there's lots of different ways that, that, you can give back but it has to be i think to survive as a small business and to stand out it has to be kind of at the forefront of your business strategy and i think it's good for business too you know um there's lots of insights that shown that the more that you give back the, the the more that will come in return so doing good is not only good for the the, the environment and the community it's actually good for business so it's a win-win totally because especially now i think people are much more aware of not only like where their clothes are coming from and how they're being made, but what the company is doing to support the community. I think that's become a huge thing. And um, especially we'll get into like Black Lives Matter and everything that happened with that. But I think um, not even just a couple months ago, but in the last few years, it's been a trend for people to realize what the brand stands for and what they value and not just what they're producing. Absolutely. And, and the onus is not on a lot of people think the onus is on the companies it's i firmly believe that it's not up to the companies i firmly believe it's up to us as consumers every time we buy a product whether it's a burger at mcdonald's or a coffee at the local coffee shop or a local laundry sweater or whatever you're voting with your wallet right and so every purchase and transaction that you do is a vote to for a company that you support and so if you don't believe in a, in in a company's values um, then, then you can't support them financially. So I don't think it's up to the to the organization. I actually think it's up to the consumer that we have to vote with our wallet if we if we want to see see the the companies that are doing positive things. Right. Totally. Yeah. I hundred percent agree with you. Um, and to touch upon the collaboration side of it, because I know that's a huge thing, especially with small businesses, especially in Calgary, 
Um, and now as people need help with regrowing or just helping everybody because everyone is in need right now, um, how do you decide what type of collaboration you want to do? Like, I know you mentioned if people come to you, is that how they all work or do you have ideas for collaborations? Um, and then how do you decide which projects are the ones you're going to go forward with? Yeah, great question. It, first of all, we, we, we learned really early on that we love collaborations. I mean, uh, that word gets tossed around so much, but we just, we're absolutely obsessed with people and especially people that are like-minded like us that want to do great things. And it really kind of started when we, we started out, I started the company with $50, no money, no investment, you know, no experience, no nothing. And, you know, in order to grow the company, I didn't have a ton of money to, for, to buy Facebook ads and that kind of thing. So I started to seek out like-minded people that were in the same position as me, whether they were another business, an artist, a photographer, you name it. I just said, look, you're like, I want to get to somewhere. This is my goals. You want to get somewhere. You, these are your goals. We both want to, we both want the same thing. You know, we want to be happy, successful, healthy. We want, you know, our business or our passion to project to grow. Let's see how we can help each other get there. And that's always been the kind of mentality that let us, instead of us, just working on our, on our own and and being cutthroat and and you know trying to climb all, on top of each other like let's help each other all get to where we need to go because it's all the same place you know human beings and, and organizations we're all very simple simple creatures we all want the same thing we want to be happy healthy we want to provide for our families and and give back to where we can so so you know a lot of collaborations they they come to us in many different forms whether it's a, like i said a photo shoot whether we create some canadian made custom garments for them but a lot of them we seek out as well and how we decide is what are their brand values everything we do goes back to those those five pillars of community that i mentioned and if those you know organizations or individuals that want to work with us if they if they align with those pillars right if they want to give back if they want to build community if they support canadian manufacturing you know and and just align with our overall organizational values, then they're kind of a good fit. And we've turned down some organizations that, you know what, I don't believe that they're a good fit. I don't believe they believe in the same values that that we do as an organization. And sometimes, you know, it's a lot of money that you, uh, in some cases, turn down, but you just know that, you know, this is, this is not who we believe in. This is not going to benefit us or the community in the long run. So unfortunately, it's a no. Right. Yeah. And I think it's so funny to like, listen to about the collaborations because that's really how we met at the beginning so right? you were my first like i launched my blog in 2014 so like just yeah. before local laundry and you were the first like official business of my blog and i remember being like oh my god this is so cool like this is such a crazy business and like and so we and that was whatever that was six years ago and then you were like one of my first podcast interviews too and so i think it's great to see that you were big into collaboration at the beginning when you also were at the point where you needed help starting, but then mm. also you're still very much into the collaboration, even though like as, from a business perspective, you technically wouldn't need to do as much collaboration as you do if you were just looking at it from a uh, like profit standpoint. That's so funny. I never knew that we were, uh, we were one of the first uh, on your blog and, and that kind of thing. It's, that's uh that's were, really yeah <laughs> but, but it, it just goes to show right you were starting out we were starting out and it's like hey we both want to grow let's see how we can help each other and it's not like we paid you or you paid us it was like let's see how let's 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 provide mutually you know, mutual value to each other in, in the ways that are your own unique ways and as long as you provide value value for everyone then there doesn't always need to be, you know, monetary conversation as long as that, as that value is there. Now, that's not to say that's everything. I mean, some some partnerships and collaborations obviously do, but 
it just goes to show. And then you, you along the way, you know, five, six years, you start to look back after all these partnerships and collaborations and you built this community, you know, like I, I really see you and your, your, your blog and, and your social and your organization as like a pivotal member of our community, you know, and it's so nice that we can, you know, five years later still connect, you know, see how far we've both come and, and kind of like put it all, point it all back to that time where we were both just starting out and just figuring out how we can, how we can help each other. I mean, that's the definition of, of a community. And it just, that, that makes me so, so happy. And it makes me so excited for, for where we're going to be in another five years, another 10 years, we're going to do another one of these. <laughs> And, you know, we'll both have grown exponentially. Exactly. Yeah. And it, it does, it does that relationship. And I think people underestimate that a lot with um, like getting the quick dollar or just doing something with another business to look cool or, but it's really about the ongoing relationship that you build over that time so that you can continue to, everyone can grow the community together. And I think that's, um, you guys have done a great job with it. I think there's lots of businesses in Calgary that do a great job. And so it's, it's fun to be a part of that um, and see it, like you said, over the last five or six years, continue to grow. Oh, thank you. That means a lot to us. And so your latest collaboration, just to touch on it, to do a little plug for you, mm -hmm. um, was the Milk Jar collaboration. And I love Milk Jar candles. And I loved your Sweater Weather candle, that yep. collaboration at Christmas. It was, it's my all-time favorite candle I've ever had, ever. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that because you're here, but we, my mom and I both bought so many of them because we ran out of them so fast. So do you want to talk a little bit about the newest collaboration with Milk Jar and kind of how you decided on the scent and what it means? Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, thank you so much for the kind words and I'd love to take credit, but it's mostly Holly, uh, the owner of Milk Jar and her, her incredible team um, when it came to execution of the idea. And, and, and Holly, you know, just building off our last point, Holly's another great example of someone who's been with us since, since the very beginning, you know, we started exact around the exact same time and had the exact same mentality around community and giving back. And I view Holly and Milk Jar as like almost a, like local laundry sister company, you know, and, and we had Holly in our podcast, uh, not too long ago. And I think that episode's coming out uh, pretty shortly here. And, and we talked about that relationship as, as these two businesses and organizations that are very similar, you know, we're both product based and, and have that community mindset. And, and we both kind of grown over the last couple of years. And so, we just it, it was a natural fit you know their values really align with our values they're they're proudly made in canada they have a great factory here in calgary they employ you know um people with disabilities they employ local calgarians and and it just it just fit from a brand organizational um and, and values proposition so we just said hey you make really cool uh, candles. Well, let's make a local laundry milk jar candle. And uh, so the first one was was a hit. We wanted to go with that theme of uh, you know around fall time. It gets a little little crisp in the air. You know, it's it's. I love fall because fall is sweater weather. I feel most comfortable in a sweater, a hoodie, or a neck. And fall is where you know it's it's the right temperature to, to wear it. And this one, you know, we had the fall winter version, so we're like, why don't we come out with the summer version, something light, uh, light, airy, fresh. The thing I love about milk jar is like I'm a guy and I'm getting excited talking about candles. Um, <laughs> like milk jars, candles they're 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 kind of made for everyone. They're not they're not neutral. They're not you know they're very neutral. They're not gender based. They're very approachable for for males, females, and 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 everything. They're very inclusive. So like uh, we came up with this scent, watermelon mint, and you, and you smell it. And it's just it's just like a burst of freshness. There's there's nothing feminine about it. There's nothing you know. It's just 
it's just a nice candle, you know? And we came up with the the name. Coming up with names is always so hard because you want to be cool, you want to be clever, you want to be whatever. And uh, we, we spitballed all these different ideas. And then one of her one of her um, team members just like was walking by like, oh, what are you guys talking about? Like, we need to come up with a name. And he's like, yeah, call it hang dry. And we're like, that's amazing. And because uh, it's it's like a play, it's we recommend all of our garments, you know, to hang dry after after washing. You know, it just it, it's so much better for the garment, make your garment last ten times longer than tossing it in the dryer. But it's also like a nice little play, like on hang loose. You know, hang loose, man. It's like hang dry. You know, and it's uh, it's a watermelon mint. And Holly, I can't speak to like how she came up with the the scent. We we just wanted something summery and fresh, and she's like, I got it. Leave it with me. Don't worry. And we just we just put our trust in her. And it's just like you take a whiff of this candle. And I think, Rachel, you and your mom are going to have a brand new favorite candle because this is uh, <laughs> they the, the milk jar team really knocked it out of the park. Oh, that's, I'm super excited. I actually need to put in the order because I was like, it's going to sell out because I know how great it's going to be. So <laughs> I'm excited to smell it. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's just a perfect example of, you know, a you can support two local businesses uh, in the one go, you know, you're supporting a diverse Canadian economy, you know, a, a Canadian supply chain and uh, you know, you're supporting responsibly made products. So it's uh, I can't say enough good things about, uh, about milk, milk jar. Yeah, they're great. So anyone who hasn't checked them out, definitely go check out. You'll have a thousand candles by the time you're done on their website. <laughs> That's how it usually goes. So absolutely. Um, so let's switch gears a little bit um, right. because I did want to touch on COVID, the situation, a little bit of Black Lives Matter and social movements and how that's impacted because I know that you guys, um, you did a really good job, especially with the Black Lives Matter movement that happened about a month ago. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was like for me working in social media and having a lot of clients not really knowing what to do about it. I think you guys did a really good job yeah. in your public reaction. And so I just wanted to ask how that process went and how you decided how you wanted to react to it on social media. I think you've done a good job. And so um, I think there's a lot of businesses that are still questioning how mm -hmm. they should talk about it or what they should be doing. And so I, I just wanted to get your perspective on that. Yeah. Well, well, thank you very much. I mean, um, you know, it was a very interesting time because, you know, just when you, you've navigated your way through COVID, you're kind of like, Hey, we've been at this for two, three months. I think we got a good handle on it. And then, you know, a, a big social movement like this comes up and you're just like, Hey, how, how do we handle this? And we, I can't tell you how fortunate we were because, because of uh, of COVID, there was a blessing in disguise. We were able to hire a first full-time employee, which was Kathleen, who's been a part-time member uh, of the team for about four years. And it was she got, she, you know, she, there were some changes in her employment with her other job. Um, you know, she unfortunately got laid off and, and we just said, we decided to pick her up from uh, the free agency market and say, come work with us full-time. And thankfully she agreed. And one of her that was one of her very first projects you know as soon as she came full-time the, um, the whole movement was was starting to to gain some traction and so we really looked to her and i can't take any of the credit kudos to her because she really knocked it out of the park and you know i think a lot of companies because you got to remember as, as a small business right you're going through covid you have all these rapid moving changes you're, you're just trying to keep the lights on right you're trying to you're trying to pay your staff keep keep money coming in the business, you know, figure out a, a plan. And then all of a sudden, you know, people are kind of looking at you to, to, to hear what you have to say about this movement. And, you know, I'll be honest, like our local laundry is, is our whole team member, you know, is it's all 
white people, right? It's half, you know, half of our team is male, half our team is female, but it's all white people. So it's, you know, as, as a white male, you know, how do, how do I respond to, to something like this? And Kathleen really kind of took the initiative and pushed forward. She just said, you know what, um, we're going to take a stance of there's a lot we don't know. We're going to take the stance of we're going to take this time to reflect and to educate ourselves. And I thought that was a really good way to do it because, I'll, you know, you take the time, you educate, and then you share with on your platform all the ways that you've educated yourself. Here's the blogs I, I read. Here's the podcast I listen to. Here's the movies I watch. Here's the funds to donate to. Here's here's this. Here's this. Here's here's all these these resources that we've taken advantage of. And here's how you can help educate yourself as well. And it's an ongoing thing. And I think a lot of businesses you know, I think they were a little intimidated and, and afraid because, like I said, they have so many things going on in their mind, and now they're being looked upon to 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 have an opinion on this movement. And as business owners, especially small businesses, we're terrified of saying the wrong thing. So I think a lot of businesses just kind of said, "I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to wait till this whole thing blows over. I'm just not going to post anything." And I I think that you know, you know, you can't judge others for wanting to do that because there's so many things going on. But I think you have to stand up and say something and not be afraid of potentially saying the wrong thing. You know, we we kind of came at it from an education standpoint. We didn't know if that was the right thing to say, you know, um, but that's that's what we did. We just said, this is what we're doing. We understand, you know, there's a lot that we don't know. And here's what we're trying to do to educate ourselves. And I think it's it's so much better to kind of take an educational approach than trying to kind of dive in and 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 you know do something that that may be half baked or you you haven't been consulted with the right people. Um, so it was just we kind of took an approach of of uh, let's educate ourselves, let's share what we've learned, and, and maybe other people can follow. And now you know it's not about the, like the movement hasn't ended. You know it's not about now. Okay, we got through that now what's going to be the next thing, you know, it's, this is going to stay with us forever, you know, and now we're starting to look at as, as an organization, you know, what are some projects that we can now do that we can consult with members of the community that we can help support the cause, support the movement and keep the momentum going. Right. Cause this is, and I think this is the story for us. And I think a lot of people uh, from the whole COVID thing is it's forced us to have difficult conversations. This whole COVID pandemic has forced us to make difficult decisions. But I think once we come out the other side, I know we personally and as a company, we've been dragged for two, three years, maybe even five years from where we normally would be otherwise. And I think this this pandemic, while it's a terrible thing, I mean, my wife is, is a nurse working with COVID-19 patients in the hospital. You know, we've seen it firsthand. But other, you know, it, the pandemic is a terrible thing. I, I don't want to dismiss that, but there's a lot of good that can come out of this. And yes, it's going to be uncomfortable. It's not going to be easy, but I think when we all come out of this, I think we're going to be a lot better suited and a lot better well-rounded to fully understand, you know, our needs as a community and as human beings. Totally. And I think it, it has been interesting in terms of business reflection and also self-reflection for, um, how you respond to all challenges because we had the COVID, then we had Black Lives Movement, and there's been lots of other things that have come to light, um, especially because everyone's on social media all the time, which I think mm -hmm. is <laughs> making everything extra out there and available. Um, mm -hmm. But I think it, it is a good time, especially like you said, when businesses, I agree with you that businesses should take a stand or should have at the time because it isn't going away. And so understanding where businesses what their values are because that's another demonstration of what they value in a very 
direct way. And I think that people and businesses who did stand up for what they say in an understanding I'm trying to learn type of way made people relate to companies more, relate to brands more and be able to support them moving forward in we're all kind of on the same path type of way. Cause I know there's a lot of small businesses that either didn't say anything or they might've said the wrong thing mm -hmm. um, too quickly. And I think that hurt a lot of businesses that were probably already hurting because of COVID. And so I do like the way that, like I said, that you guys handled it. And now that you're moving forward, keeping the momentum alive and looking for ways that you can have those collaborations and have those people in the future without looking like you're just doing it for the sake of doing it. And I think that's really yeah. what's important. Yeah. It's, it's all about follow-up and, and how are you continually improving? How, how are you getting better? And it's, it's, like I said, this is, this is something that, that is ongoing and, and, and not going away. And, and um, so, yeah, we're just really looking forward to, to growing, to constantly learning. And, you know, we're probably going to make mistakes along the way, you know, despite our best intentions, we're probably going to say something that, you know, that, that maybe offends or maybe everyone doesn't agree with. And, you know, I, I hope that we can, I hope that it doesn't happen, but I, and I hope that we can learn from it. You know, I think as businesses, that's what it's all about in this day and age. If you want to be a business, you can't be afraid to stand up and, and say something and, and worry about who it's going to, you know, piss off or, or is this the right thing? You just have to say what you truly believe, what what your, aligns with your organizational and personal values. And if it's wrong and you mess up, you know, own it, you know, because I definitely think that at least trying and saying something is, is, and even messing up is better than, than not saying anything in the first place. And, and again, you know, to, I, I, I there's a lot of business that, that didn't say anything and, and you have to understand where they're coming from as well, because it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it can be very intimidating, especially as, as an online business it can, that your whole business, you're already suffering from COVID and everything is, is relying on what you say and how you say it. So like, I can understand why some, frozen the headlights you know and and i hope that they learn from it and i just hope that people don't don't fault them you know because we're all trying to figure this out together you know so it's it's an interesting time to be a small business i think it's a very difficult time to be a small business but you know if, if you decided to open up a small business you're an entrepreneur this is the life that you chose and this is what you have to you have to be able to to deal with you know and you have to you have to be adaptable. You have to, you know, be willing to to make mistakes, and and you have to you have to find a way to push forward and build community and and, and create that positive impact. Totally, I completely agree. And how, like, obviously, COVID affected everybody um, on a huge level. But because you were also a huge online business, how was the process between like February and now? in coming to terms with what was happening with COVID and how have you pivoted since then? And I know you've mentioned a couple of things, but just as like a business strategy overall, how has that changed from February to now and then moving forward? It is crazy. We, we, have, we are not the same business we were six months ago. I mean, things have changed so quickly. And like I said, we are probably two, three years ahead of where we would otherwise be. And so we're very thankful uh, for, you know, the changes and the uncomfortable decisions, the conversations we've had to have because it's made us so much stronger. So, I mean, this time last year, I'd say like 60 to 70% of our business was retail, right? Wholesale orders, going to stores. You know, we have a lot of great retail partners. Um, January and February is like a slow month anyways because because of Christmas and everything. But all of a sudden, that retail 
you know, it just dries up. Zero. Stores are shut down. We have we had stores trying to call us and cancel orders, you know. Um, so that's just gone. Zero. And so it's like, okay, now what? What do we do? Well, we have we always had an online store. You know, let how can we use what we have to stay, you know, keep the business afloat, to keep money coming in, but use it as a vehicle to kind of give back and acknowledge those that that um, that really need the help at this time. So like I mentioned before, my wife, she's she's a nurse. She works at a local hospital here in town. She's worked with COVID-19 patients over the last you know couple of months. And I just thought, you know what? They're the people, they're they're really the heroes right now. These healthcare professionals, doctors, nurses, porters, orderlies, you name it. All throughout the entire system, the people that while we're all sitting at home comfortably on the couch, you know, on Zoom calls, they're actually in the trenches. So we thought, let's come out with a sweater that really highlights and showcases the pride that that these healthcare professionals have. And you know what? A hundred percent of the profits is going to go to COVID-19 relief. So we found this great fund put on by United Way of Calgary and the city of Calgary called the COVID-19 Community Response Fund. And it's a fund that helps the most vulnerable of our population, homeless, people with disabilities, elderly, you know. And um, so we said a hundred percent of any profit, you know, when you need it, we need to, you know, we'll keep the money that for to pay cover the costs because we wanted to keep our workers working, the people that make these sweaters, you know, the people that are doing the knitting, the sewing, the dyeing. We wanted to keep them going. We didn't want the, you know, them just to shut down and then to be in kind of a dire situation. So, and the community just responded tremendously. It was insane. It was insane the the outpour we had, you know, we were on global news and that kind of thing and and all these 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 media outlets and and the the support just came pouring in from fellow nurses, from fellow doctors, from parents of nurses, siblings of nurses, you know, and just saying, this is a great initiative. How can we help? How can we support? And we ended up raising over $20,000 for this, uh, this COVID-19 community relief fund, which is insane, wow. which is absolutely yeah. crazy. And, you know, just to see the help that that's going to go um, to those that's, that needs it the most um, has just, has just been incredible. So, all of these sort of things have, have kind of been happening since February. You know, like I said, we, we hired our first full-time employee, which has just been a total blessing. She's done tremendous. I don't know where we would be without her. Um, <laughs> she's she's an absolute rock star. And then, you know, it, it changed the way we manufactured things. You know, uh, our manufacturer shut down. Um, you know, one of them did. So we had to find alternate ways to to, to get some things made, right? And, and so now we've developed a program where we're we're actually cutting and sewing our own garments right to our own patterns to our own style so now we have much more control over how our garments look so now you you know in two three months time you're going to see the benefit we're going to come out with sweaters t-shirts that are an improved fit are an improved design and are actually going to last even longer than uh, that our clothes currently do you know and um now we're starting to see this great output from other large organizations that want to support small business that want to support locally made uh that want to support canadian made and they're reaching out to to us to to work with so now retail is still like the stores are still not you know some of them are open some of them are not it's does not make up a big chunk of our revenue but now we've kind of shifted to having these pieces that that a have a have a cause behind them like the covid 19 community um uh healthcare garments or working with organizations to create canadian made garments for them for their team to kind of show their support um for uh for small business and canadian made so it's been absolutely incredible six months we're completely different coming from six months but i think we are far better suited and uh, my only advice is you have to be adaptable you have to be willing to change things and not just hide underneath the the blanket and wait to, to things to go back to normal because they're 
I don't think like they're never going to go back to normal. You know, there's always going to, and people like to talk about this new normal, but you know, it's never going to go back to the way that it was. And that's probably a good thing, you know, when, including all the things that COVID-19 has, has the effects that it's had, but also the effects that the social movements have had on us, you know, it shouldn't go back to the way it was, you know, it should be a, a new normal, a new better normal. And if you can't adapt and change to that, then, you know, your business might not survive. And I mean, we had to do things that like, right when February, March, and I know I'm talking a lot here, but uh, it's like, <laughs> we had a, we just like slashed our prices, like 25% off the entire, entire website, free shipping, you know, cause we just had to keep, keep cash coming through the door. And they're like the response from the community. I can't thank our community, our customers, you know, friends and family, they really got us through. Cause without them, you know, people, people who were maybe putting off buying a local laundry sweater now had a great opportunity to get some, get some stuff uh, on sale and, and organizations that wanted us to make sweaters. They reached out and, I, I really can't think we would not be here without our community. Everyone who bought a COVID-19 relief, uh, a, you know, healthcare garment, everyone who bought from us in the last four or five months, like without our community, we, we would be dead in the water. Right. And I think that that is a great summary of what we had just talked about before with building that community authentically and keeping those relationships going so that when something like this does happen, everyone is there to, help each other out. And so I think mm -hmm. that's a really good example of how that just comes to fruition once you, I mean, hopefully nothing like this ever happens again, but like you said, it, you do need to be adaptable um, to be able to cope with whether now it's a pandemic or a recession or anything that happens as a small business. Um, and you did give a little bit of advice for people to be adaptable, but is there anything that else you would want small business owners to know or like steps they could take, or maybe people that weren't as proactive as you were during those times kind of hoping this is going to go away and now they're realizing that this this is it we're here so yeah. any advice you'd have for them i think it just look to the market and see what what are the needs of the market right now you know for us for example uh people started asking us like you know the question of masks and wearing masks in public and they looked at us and, and we're a manufacturer we make t-shirts sweaters and hats we've never made masks before but now people are asking to make us masks so we went to our manufacturing you know our production team's like can you make us masks and they did you know and so now we're just gonna you know we're, we're just gonna be selling masks all the time and and for every mask that we sell three dollars goes back to to that same united way fund um and so there was a need that there that didn't exist in the market beforehand and now things have changed and now there is this need. And so now we're kind of looking at like, what else does the market need right now? Is it, is it bags? Is it, is it filters? Is it w whatever it is? And you have to be able to kind of see what the market where meet the market where it's at today, you know, be, just because you had a product or a service or whatever that worked pre pandemic, it's a different world that we live in now. So what, you know, what are the offerings? What do people need now? And how can you adapt your skills, your business, your people to, 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 to reflect that, you know, people are staying at home more. They're not going out as much. They're having these zoom meetings and zoom calls and that kind of thing. There's a lot more needs. There's a lot, a lot of different needs that people have right now and organizations have, and how can you f fulfill that? How can you, how can you bridge that gap and make things as smooth as possible? And for us, it's making masks, making company comfy, you know, durable clothing that people can wear at home and still look good on a Zoom call uh, and that kind of thing. So it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's an interesting time, but there, there's ways that you can survive and you just have to be adapted. And like I said, it's going to be so hard. It's going to be so difficult. You're going to have to have some tough conversations 
and you, your, your organization will probably look nothing like it did prior to this but that's 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 what it takes and and you have a, a great community behind you and there's there's lots of people and customers out there that are willing to support you so um put your head down figure it out and uh you know we'll, we'll all get through this exactly and i think it's important like you said for the customers um, especially people in Calgary or local to wherever they are to support those small businesses and oh, make man. a choice if you can to now go buy from local as opposed to those big companies. Yeah, hundred percent. And just little changes, right? Like look at now is the time more than ever. We need to look at where are things made, whether it's clothing, whether it's fruit, whether it's furniture, like you name it, where is it made and where are my dollars actually going to? Are they flowing out of the country into the pockets of maybe an economy and a government that don't align with my brand values? Or are they staying here? You know, if I'm, if, if you buy a local laundry sweater, we take that money and we pay, you know, workers at our cotton mill, wor workers at our, our dye houses, at our, at our fulfillment centers. And they're taking that money and then going and spending out in their local economies. They're supporting their local coffee shops, you know, their mom and pop restaurants and that kind of thing. And, that money just stays here and it helps to support all of us. And, and it's, I really believe it's up to us as consumers, you know, um, we, it's, it's our job to, to really kind of help, help these small businesses and vote the small businesses that, that align with your values, vote with your wallet. Totally. Yeah. Actually one of the biggest changes that I made while I was like stuck in my house was sustainable, like, house products and I never yeah. really thought about it before you know then I found I mean obviously through Instagram but it was like without code does like refillable stuff and I was like oh, oh. and then they did deliver because everything was like being delivered like day off and I was like this mm -hmm. is the greatest thing and so that was something that we switched that I didn't even think about buying local like not to say local laundry but like laundry detergent uh or like dish soap or things like that was never I never even didn't occur to me that you could buy local from local businesses to just everything that you would normally just go and buy at like superstore or whatever. And so I think it is like the little things that you don't, if you're just more aware of what you're consuming and what you're spending on, um, you can make big changes for all these small businesses that are I, I love, struggling now. I love hearing that Rachel. That, that, that is, that is great advice. Cause it, like I said, it's might take a little bit more research. You might have to Google some stuff, do a little bit of homework. And to be honest, it probably is going to cost you more, right? But there's a reason behind that price. There's a reason why it costs a little bit more, right? And that is, if that's the price to pay that for something that's responsibly made, you know, that that ensures that workers who made it are are in a safe and healthy living and working environment, and it also means that that money stays in the local economy and helps support and build that community. Then that's the price we have we have to pay. So, and and again, I know it's tough times for everyone. I, I fully understand that, and um, you know, we're we're not multi-millionaires here ourselves um so every every dollar does count and it's just it's up to us as consumers and individuals to really do our homework do our research and only where where we can i mean that was a, that was you know a logical switch for you you know you could you could make that decision you know i'm not saying we have to throw out our, our iPhones and stop driving our Volkswagens, you know, and, and that, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's, it's making, it's small little things. And if you do enough small things over time, it's going to have a really big impact. Exactly. And I think there's so many resources out there now that it's really easy to, like you said, do the research or know where to go and buy all of this stuff. So mm -hmm. it's definitely, it's definitely doable um, even for some things, which is great. Um, and just to wrap things up, is there anything exciting local laundry is coming out with 
that you can talk about? I know you have probably a billion things happening, <laughs> but is there anything <laughs> that you're allowed to share that we should be excited for? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We are thrilled to uh, to announce in about uh, a week's time or two weeks time, launch on August 1st, we have a great partnership coming up with the Calgary Flames and the Calgary Flames Foundation. Um, you know, the Flames Foundation has done incredible job at really supporting charities and different local causes throughout the city during this time and so we've kind of created a canadian made garment um that really reflects the work that the that they do as a foundation the work that the calgary flames do as as an organization and how much they actually give back to the community and the charities and causes that they support so we're coming out with a shirt a t-shirt uh, and 15 dollars from every shirt uh, is going to go right back to the Flames Foundation so they can continue doing the great work that they do in the community. And I'm so excited. I mean, like this past weekend, you know, they shared us photos of like Johnny Goudreau in, in, in this T-shirt that that we made. And it's just like, I think I'm older than Johnny, but I just like turned into like an 11-year-old boy, <laughs> like just freaking out, just geeking out. Like uh, I, my, my eyes just started to well up. I was so excited um, just to see him wearing some Canadian-made local laundry gear. Uh, so I'm beyond excited for that. I think that's going to be, I think that's going to be really cool. And then also, you know, two, three months, we have some incredible garments coming out. And I mean like real head turning stuff that you'll never see coming that I think are going to be really interesting. They're going to be up utmost quality. We've been doing a lot of work with our production team to really make the best garment that we absolutely can that, that a make you look good, comfortable, durable, but most importantly, it's going to last you a long, long long time so keep your eye out you know come september uh we're gonna have uh, we're cooking up a lot of really great things but in the short term this flame foundation like i'm so excited we got the season starting up here again and uh, i can't wait to to support our boys in red yeah no that's awesome i'm excited to see it and where can people find you find local laundry all the things absolutely so check us out at locallaundry.ca or on instagram twitter TikTok at uh, at local laundry and uh you know if you can really you know not only to support us but support some of our, our retail partners you know like Liz and Lottie in East Village Stealing Home on 17th any of the Mark stores here in Calgary um or if you're out in Canmore uh, uh Mountain Mercantile or Luke's Drug Mart in Bridgeland there's lots of lots of great you know brick and mortar stores that that also need our help again killing two birds with one stone you support both two great amazing local businesses and uh with with one purchase so definitely vote with your with your wallets and, and if there's you know something that you like or don't like feel free to reach out we check every single email we read every single comment every single direct message fire us a message you know kind words rude remarks you know any 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 feedback or anything we're always constantly constantly looking for feedback so even if there's even if you can't stand local laundry you can't stand me <laughs> blabbing away about all this stuff and you completely disagree with me let us know we'd love to have a dialogue about it we'd love to hear your thoughts awesome well thanks and, so much for coming on here again and chatting as always Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for hosting us. And I, like I said, I can't wait to, to come on again for episode 250 or episode 1000. And we're going to see how far we've, we've both come as individuals and as organizations and, and keep doing what you're doing, Rich. Like I said at the very beginning, you're a big inspiration to not only us, but to, to every single person that listens to this show. You know, I think you're, you're a great, uh, um, you know, a, a great person to to really look up to to see you know how to be that positive uh, person in the community. So so keep doing what you're doing, and we're just so uh, so happy to be a part of your journey. Awesome, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm glad we get to do this together. It's been a 
been fun. So and, and you're going to be uh, you're going to be on uh, our uh, spilling the tea with Kathleen Smiley on one of our podcasts. So keep an eye out for that. I'm really looking forward to to listening to to that with uh, with Kathleen. So yeah, yeah. Does that do you have a launch date for that, or is that just in the works? In the works. It'll be coming out. Actually, okay. Of that's 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 Kathleen's world. It's her show. She, uh, <laughs> she's the boss with that. So I'm really looking forward to taking that that for a listen cool same thank you okay thanks so much and we're see you next time